Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake BJ Shea is on assignment. And running the boards is Joey Dees. I'm back. He's back and better than ever. Yeah. It's Friday, and on today's show, we will be talking with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach about television and movies, because that's what we do. We'll also talk about the trailer to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's crazy. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B., Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. Is that more? More. Oh. Mm. Or just search for BJ Shays Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey And let's get right into this with our good friend, Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach. You can find all of his stuff at sknr.net, which also, if you just Google search Skewed and Reviewed, you can find it as well. We got some movie and TV news with him. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is sknr.net. And we got some movie news, some TV news, and some really interesting stuff going on. Let's start off with Blade Runner. Is it, what, 2099? 2099, and this was a bit of a shock, but we've got a television coming uh, on Amazon, and it is going to be produced with Ridley Scott, and this is very interesting because after so much time in the Blade Runner universe where it was basically relegated to the occasional book and occasional video game, and then the rights became available and there was all this controversy as to what was going to happen and we got the Blade Runner 2049 movie that, mm-hmm. while well reached out, light up the box office. And then after that, we got the Blade Runner comics that have done uh, very well. We've talked about those in the past. And you started to hear a little bit of rumbling. And we got the Blade Runner Black Lotus TV series, which is anime on Crunchyroll, starting just before the events of Blade Runner 2049. And now we get this whole thing about a live-action sequel and essentially it's 80 years after the original Blade Runner was set. And what's so intriguing about this is the possibilities are endless for it because they're not hemmed into the Tyrell Corporation. They're not in the situations in Blade Runner 2049. And, you know, you could just go crazy with this going, are we going to see the off-world colonies? Are the um, replicants... Are the replicants treated differently there than they are on Earth? Because, you know, let's be honest. Yes, while they're made as slave labor, they're a common thing in the off-world colonies. That's supposedly your incentive to go is you get your own replicant. But as we know, they're, you know, military ones and club sorts of different applications. And, you know, what does 80 years of progress? Do they have rights at some point in the future? Do they still have a four-year lifespan? You know, obviously there's still something because I don't think you'd have a series if you didn't have Blade Runner (laughs) still hunting down replicants. And the other part of me goes, but God, think about this. 80 plus years and you're still having a problem having to hunt them down, despite the fact that they've tried all these things. But, you know, flashback to Blade Runner 2049. They were common enough that they allowed them to be on the police force and had some kind of autonomy. So where is this going to go? 
That's a really interesting aspect on that too, just because the potential is just there so far off from like the fact that it can still be in timeline canon, but it can also just be something else, um, not completely divergent, but uh, again, expanded, just like you said. So there's a lot of potential there. I really, really like that. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Uh, moving yeah. Moving on from that, uh, did you get a chance to see Uncharted yet? I got to see it the other night. Nice. And, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest. There's been a lot of negative uh, press coming out on it. It has been available in, in Europe ahead of the uh, – in select uh, overseas markets, I shouldn't say Europe, but um, ahead of the U.S. rollout. And, you know, there are people blasting it and that sort of thing, but it has done better than some of the initial tracking. Hmm. And, you know, my take on it is you have to look at it this way. There have been so many starts and stops trying to get this movie made for years. We heard it was coming. This director was attached only to have the director fall away over creative differences. And then it starts all over and over and over. And then finally, we heard Tom Holland's attached. It's going to happen. Everybody got upset. Tom Holland's too young to play Nathan Drake. Doesn't look like him. Nathan Fillion's a better choice. Da, 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 da. <laughs> on and on and on. And you kind of get to this point where the movie finally comes out. And is the plot a bit silly? Yes. I mean, it. it you know, you kind of, I, I kind of use the analogy of the uh, National Treasure series in that yeah. you can sit there and say, boy, this is a very convoluted way to get to something. Like there's this whole bit around keys and finding lost gold. And of course I'm sitting here going, so 18 plus sailors 500 years ago had the ability to set up all these elaborate puzzles and traps and deceptions. You know, what happened in the good old days where they just buried the treasure on a beach? And, you know, you have these things like, so 500 year old boats are sturdy enough for these intense action sequences and everything for, you throw that out the window and, you know, you're throwing out character development, but you sit there and you watch the thing and from a pure escapist, no-brainer entertainment aspect, it delivers. It's kind of one of those, as long as you don't go in trying to nitpick the thing, you say, well, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? Just accept what they have. You should like it. And, you know, there were a couple of scenes that I kind of clearly identified from the um, games, and I was kind of making a joke to my wife that I feel like I should have brought my DualShock along to hit the X and the <laughs> button to help them along. But, uh, uh, you know, that, uh, that, you know, that being said, it was interesting, uh, you know, a mid and post credit scene hmm. that clearly set up additional adventures and you could, they went in with the idea that this is a franchise and there's going to be more films. And I think it's also going to have an unexpected consequence in that people are probably going to want to go back and play the games now. Well, I mean, that's a good thing. (laughs) So, yeah. And then, you know, and of course, we've got HBO Max's version of the other Naughty Dog thing, Last of Us. And Mm, Sony has their own studio now. So this is not the first time that they're going to attempt. They've already done the animated Ratchet and Clank. So you can see that they're kind of shaping up this. If this is a hit, not only are you going to see more Uncharted, we're going to start tapping off uh, some of the 
can you imagine Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War becoming a film series? I mean, those to me seem like no-brainers. Oh, yeah, absolutely at that point in time. That would be fantastic. And, I mean, you know, I just think the fact that you look at video game movies, and they do have a reputation, so the fact that you can throw it out there and be like, hey, this isn't going to be amazing. Uh, You can turn your brain off and have some fun with it. I think that's a good way to kind of lead people into being a little bit more okay with all of it. Exactly. And the thing to remember, too, is with a lot of the recent stuff, the studios are directly involved. This is not a case of licensing out the rights and then giving the filmmakers this huge list of you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do look like this, mm-hmm. you know. That has helped considerably. That's pretty awesome on that. And even talking about other video game stuff like video game series, uh, Bioshock has been announced, and uh, they haven't done any shooting yet or anything like that, right? No, this is going to be a series uh, attached to Netflix. And what is really interesting about that is, number one, uh, Netflix, as they've shown with The Witcher, as they've shown with Castlevania, and of course, you know, we've heard rumors about Ubisoft and with everything from The Division to an Assassin's Creed project coming, is shown that this is a good format because A, again, you have the studio involved, and B, you have the time to do it and not have to squeeze it into a quick 90-minute uh, mm. or two-hour turnaround. And the interesting thing is that Bioshock is another one of those that has been kicked around forever. I mean, there was a point where we even heard Wentworth Miller back from Prison Break fame was <laughs> oh, wow. attached to it. It didn't happen. Uh, you know, we heard all these stories about, well, this budget and difficulties with doing the underwater city. And, you know, do we make it PG-13? Do we make it R-rated? All of this fun stuff. And I think this is just the perfect time because we continue to hear a lot of rumblings that a new game is going to be announced in the not-too-distant future. We've heard uh, stories that there was interest in the film project starting up again. And so this is just to us naturally the first step. And I think doing it as a series makes sense because... Discounting the third game, if you take the first two games when you're in the underwater community, there's a lot to it. And while there isn't a lot of characters, I mean, you essentially have the main player and the voices as they were, um, they may have to flesh that. But as we know, the visual imagery from it is fantastic, oh, and there's yeah. just so much potential. And my guess is they will probably do a little bit of the flashbacks to when it was populated and we might get a little bit of the there and now, but I I think this has got the potential to really be done well if they take their time and do it. So beautiful and so haunting, like just like a just like a massive scale art deco, just beautiful game. Even back in the day when the graphics weren't, you know, you know, hands down amazing, like just seeing uh, on the on the small screen, which everyone now has a big screen at home, like I think that'll be fantastic. Absolutely. Moving on from that, big, big news for the Star Trek world. It looks like we've got J.J. Abrams back. Uh, Is he going to be helming Star Trek for at this point? At this point, it's produced by. And, Ah, you know, you don't want to be the one to throw the wet blanket on the project, but this is one of those, I've heard this before, and I'll believe it when filming starts. If you remember a few years ago, we discussed how there was a um, press conference and there was a lot of uh, attention made to the fact that they had said that Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto and others were signed for a fourth. And I believe they also said a fifth film at this point. 
And then right before filming started, then we started hearing stories about, well, actually, uh, Pine doesn't have his deal and so-and-so doesn't have his deal and Hemsworth doesn't have a deal and the whole thing fell apart. And then we heard, not to worry, we've got another Star Trek project in the works, another film, and this is going to happen. And then that fell apart. And then if you remember, they even talked about, we have a director. Here's this director, and she'll be the first female director in the history of Star Trek, and we're all set. And that didn't happen. Now, not saying that she's not still attached, but as you can see, there have been a lot of uh, talk and comments and releases over the years about, yep, we're all set. The next movie's coming. The next movie's coming. And so, you know, while I'm happy they came out and made the announcement, the first time they've come out and made announcements and nothing came of it. So I'm, I'm kind of in that cynical mode of once they start filming, then I'll believe it. But, you know, it has been some progress after a lot of nothing. And it just, it kind of makes sense. I mean, the TV series are... You can say what you want about Discovery. I know it's uh, divided fans, but at least it's continued. It will get another season. We have Picard coming. They've already said two seasons of that. You've got Strange New Worlds coming. So the TV side of things seems to be very solid. And I think they're looking at it saying, now it's time to jump back in and see if we can do this. You know, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Is this going to be the big, okay, let's bring Pine and Quinto out one more time, wrap it all up, and then leave the cinematic uh, future wide open, or are they saying, let's keep the series rolling? They're certainly young enough that they could do several films. It's just the problem of the films are starting to cost uh, excessive amounts of money, mm-hmm. much more you know, adjusted for inflation than the original series and the next generation films cost, and they were making less money each time out. So there seems to be like a cap on what a Star Trek film can make and that seems to be where the focus has been a television you know let's yeah. we can control it more with streaming but you know let's see what they've got and that's the fun part about it too i mean the the movies uh, are, are a little more action oriented so i feel some of the the hardcore fans have kind of uh, lost out uh, a little bit of hope on those things as they go along but the casual fans have been there again like you said declining but i think it would be nice to at least have like a sort of swan song with these guys or like you said see if people are back interested in it because of those shows so that'll be pretty awesome just on either course and i mean god i'm gonna go watch it anyway Let's f- let's finish this up now with something interesting in the world of Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, Beavis and Butthead are coming back yet again. And uh, for those who may not remember, they came back ooh, several years ago. They returned to MTV mm-hmm. and they got solid ratings, but MTV didn't renew them. And part of the rumor was that instead of ripping music videos, they went after the MTV shows, uh, such as, you know, 16 and Pregnant, Jersey Shore, that sort of thing. And there was some talk that people thrilled about them essentially taking shots at what has become MTV's bread and butter broadcasting <laughs> now versus, yeah. the you know, the days of music videos. So uh, we heard that what was going to happen was that there was another movie in the works and that uh, two seasons, at least two seasons of the series would be coming to uh, Comedy Central was the story. Now we are told that uh, for sure the movie is going to be coming to Paramount+. Plus. Apparently the older episodes will also be moving that way remastered. And then 
the new shows, as I understand it, are looking at Paramount Plus. Exactly sure. But we got details of what the new movie is about, and I think this has got some great potential. You may have seen uh, a while back there was some concept art released of a older Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. And what apparently is happening is that the boys in the 1990s go before a judge and they get the alternate sentencing. I don't know. You may remember where they would, you know, play the game of, well, you can go to juvie or you can do community service, whatever. Oh, yeah. Apparently they're, they're sent to space camp and through a series of mistakes, they end up launched on a shuttle. <laughs> they go through a anomaly and end up in modern day in the modern day. And so essentially it's going to be Beavis and Butthead leaving the nineties, ending up in the 2020s. Uh, but unfortunately, in the era of the Me Too movement, uh, social media, and so on, they're still as ignorant as ever. So and that, the, that's how the they work. The is endless. Wow, yeah. So it's like they haven't even had any reference because they haven't been around. You know what? That's probably the most perfect way to do that with them. It's like, you guys can't say that. It's like, uh, shut up, dumbass. Like, I can just imagine the ridiculousness. And if Mike Judge is still on board with all of it, um, I can't be anything other than tickled for this one. Oh, exactly. And I mean, and the last episode hinted at so much uh, potential of that. I mean, we have the one where they decided that after reading um, uh, Twilight, that if they became vampires, they'd get chicks. So they went out trying to find a vampire and asked the homeless guy to bite them. And, you know, and then the one where they accidentally on a field trip took over a, a combat drone and thought it was Grand Theft Auto. And, you know, oh, taking, man. You know, taking that scenario and moving it forward is just even, I mean, I could just imagine the, the, the trouble they could get into. And we know that uh, Beavis is savvy on the internet about finding illegal websites and that sort of thing. So, you know, there you have it. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Gareth. You can get information about all this stuff and more. Go to SKNR.net. That is skewed and reviewed if you do searching on the old Googles. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. And also moving on from that, we do have to talk about the fact that the wild trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness aired during the Super Bowl. And the movie is set uh, set after the events of Spider-Man No Way Home and Avengers Endgame. And, uh, well, uh, all hell breaks loose in kind of a, an epic way. We've seen some of the teasers. We've seen... All the rampant speculation, we've seen casting news, we've seen all these different things, but the official synopsis for the movie reads, After the events of Avengers Endgame, Dr. Stephen Strange continues his research on the Time Stone, but an old friend-turned-enemy puts an end to his plans and causes Strange to unleash, un unleash unspeakable evil. Now, that's kind of interesting in that aspect because... I thought that the uh, all the stones had been destroyed by Thanos off-planet. That was the whole thing that he used the stones to blow them up. So I don't know how the time stone is going to be involved with that or if this is another sort of misdirection that we usually get with a lot of these things. And having seen the trailer, I don't know how much of the Infinity Stones are even going to be necessary in this because it looks like, I mean, just all hell is going to break loose with the multiverse, obviously, because even just the name. Weird. Okay, because in no wait, we did, okay. So he didn't have the time stone in the last Spider Man movie. No, he didn't. But he, he mentioned did, that. But he did have the amulet. But he had the amulet. Yeah. So, so I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if. Oh man, is this gonna be an alternate universe? 
And that's the biggest thing because with the multiverse, obviously, we're seeing all these different crazy things. We saw that there was a, a, a superior supreme strange in the What If series. Yep. Mm-hmm. And even the uh, picture, uh, the, the, the newest poster that has come out, has definitely linked uh, the What If series because in one of the shards of glass, people have been pouring down that, pouring down the trailer. You do see Captain Carter's shield in one of those shards of glass. So whether or not Captain Carter is going to be in this movie or if they're just showing the fact that that is part of the multiverse and it's definitely a thing has yet to be seen because the trailer went all over the place. We see new characters that we don't necessarily know much about at this point. We know America. Yeah, America Chavez, which if you don't know her special ability, it really goes in with this because she can create at least in the comics, don't know how they're going to change it. She can create multi-dimensional like gateways by literally punching. So she can punch herself in through these. So I think she's going to have an aspect in this. There is definitely a different strange in this because we can tell by the different sort of uh, beard hair and stuff like that. Uh, yes. And maybe the bags under it's, his eyes. It's more just for men and he's got more of the emo like hair flicker. Yeah, yeah, which hopefully we're not going to have something like emo uh, uh, Tobey Maguire No, it just Spider-Man It's just 3. a greasy hair look, which is all <laughs> bad guys have, that greasy hair. It's like, wash your hair more than once a week. Yeah, we do see the uh, character, I think they're going to be calling him something like Gargantos, but it's Shumagorath. The, the eyeball? Yeah, the eyeball with tentacles, which again could also lead to what if, because we saw some tentacle monsters in all of those yeah, as well. Multiple episodes, for sure. Uh, we will have Wanda Maximoff in this as an integral part, and even in the trailer, it Looked like there were maybe some Marvel Zombies versions of the characters, or maybe someone just getting absolutely wrecked. We don't even know. Right. Mordo comes back. We don't know how he's going to be, because the last time we saw him, he was going to be going around essentially he, killing all the people who had he was magic. was doing that. Yeah. So we don't know if he's going to be an ally, if he's going to be an enemy. There's already a lot going on with this movie, and I haven't gotten to the biggest part yet, which... People are thinking that we hear Charles Xavier's voice, Sir Patrick Stewart, in the trailer. And I would like to think so. But he's walking? We don't know because looks, we just see an over-the-shoulder shot. But the way he was like positioned, it looked like he was standing. Like There's no chair behind him, you know? Yeah. But that could also have been digitally removed, just like they did with like Hulk and Exactly. Stuff. And I do believe in the last X-Men movie... When Xavier gets killed, spoiler alert, if you oh, haven't yeah, seen yeah, it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. X-Men movie or Logan? Not the Logan and not the new series. In the last one, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart oh, was in. the third X-Men. Yeah. yeah. He gets killed, and at the end, the last spoiler trailer at the end of that was that he gets put into another person's body as like True. a backup. So yeah. he could walk. And, and I mean, this could be completely different Patrick Stewart from a different timeline because yep. some of those movies ended up going... And also at that point in time with the multiverse, like... Everything's out the window. Like, you can do anything you want to at this point in time. There was even a spot where somebody noticed in one of the shots, like, people are doing frame by frame breakdowns, which we're just not going to have enough time to do, guys. But it was, they saw that there was a traffic cone in one of the shots that was animated. So there, people are also thinking that there's a possibility of having some of the X-Men 97 stuff, oh. the cartoon, as a part of this. Because at this point in time, everything's canon. That cartoon and, rocks. And oh, I mean, it does. It is coming back, They're too. bringing back the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. curious to see how, like what they're going to make it look like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they better <laughs> keep the theme music. That's all I say with that. 
I think what we're gonna end up seeing is the the birth of evil Doctor Strange. Like that's what we're gonna like. That's gonna be the storyline throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. And I know that there was like some speculation because we did see uh, Doctor Strange in the uh, What If series, like trying to get married or married to. I'm blanking on her name. Christine Palmer. Yep. Uh, Christine Palmer and she looks like she's getting married in this but when they all get out in the trailer I notice like they're running out of the the church to see Mm -hmm. what's happening I don't think she was getting married to to Strange oh I think that might have just been like some sort of thought because like I saw another guy behind her that looked like he would be in the position of where the uh, groom would be Mm -hmm. so I have a feeling that he may not that might have just been what he was hoping for and not really what was happening. And when we talk about Patrick Stewart, the big thing with this is also when you see a bunch of people sitting in chairs, kind of looking down a captured Doctor Strange, everyone's alluding to the Illuminati, which is a group in the uh, in the Marvel Universe consisting of Namor, the Submariner. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we've kind of gotten a teeny a tiny bit, yeah. hint yeah. of him. Uh, Professor X. Uh, Reed Richards, okay. Uh, I think maybe Black Panther, uh, Iron Man, and uh, Doctor Strange. I think that might be all of them in that. A lot of different characters on that. Collectively, they were the ones running everything. Rumor mills, we don't know yet. Could the Illuminati be uh, what Mephisto was for WandaVision? We don't know yet. The movie comes out in May, so we're going to have to wait and see when it come, what, what's going to come from this. Uh, but speculation has been utterly insane at this oh, point. One of the things I saw, the speculation is, so fun fact, one of the original actors they had planned for Iron Man before they had Robert Downey Jr. was Tom Cruise. And when they saw the the, the robot guys that were kind of walking strange yeah, down, yeah. they kind of have like an Ultron-ish vibe. Yeah. like Or because Tony Stark created Ultron, could this be an Iron Man from a different multiverse, a different timeline, and that Iron Man is played by Tom Cruise. That that would, is another theory that's I've seen fly around. That would be massive, and I think like even at this point in time, what I've seen with like just the digital technology with stuff, you don't need people on set if it's going to be like you just see his face and he's wearing the Iron Man suit. Look, look what we saw with the Book of Boba Fett and Luke. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's amazing technology. And even like there was an Unreal Engine 5 demo with the Matrix where they showed how you can just have a person and then they turn that person into like a billion different people of all creeds, colors, races, everything. So just the simple fact that you could make this happen that way. Technology is huge. I think this movie's going to push that really, really hard. I'd love to hear everyone else's thoughts on this. Bring out your rampant speculation. Hell, I mean, we'll find out when the movie comes out, but that's kind of the fun when it comes down to it. I, there's definitely... I'm getting chills because I'm rewatching <laughs> it like right now as we're talking about it. <clears throat> there's definitely going to be a fight between Strange and Black uh, Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> uh, with Wanda, I, especially with that line where she's just like, why is it that when you break the rules, you know, you're applauded for it. But when I break the rules, I'm the bad guy. It doesn't seem fair. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be, I feel like Wanda has a switch. And I feel like this is the same thing in the movies and in the comics. Like she could just be like, I'm going to help. I'm here on the good side. But then something clicks. Right. And I mean, we and have seen that she is crazy. She's pull. She's 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 pure chaos. We've seen that in the series. Mm-hmm. Might have to go back and watch all of those again. Right. Super fun with all of that. Um, but uh, we can't do that quite yet because now it is time for the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky. What do you got for us? Well, it is movie day. Yeah, it is. 
And uh, if you guys have been listening to this entire podcast and not just skip through to listen to my beautiful voice, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> then you probably heard that Gareth von Kallenbach did talk and give his review on the movie Uncharted. As of right now, the oh. tomato meter, there is a rating. There's no audience score yet. Mm-hmm. It only has 107 reviews. Okay. And it's at 40%. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of aligns with what Gareth was saying because it he, he basically turn off your brain action movie. And so at that point in time, I'm not necessarily going to say don't go see it because if it's something you're in for or maybe you uh, have the hots for any of the uh, main actors, uh, maybe Antonio that might Banderas help. is also in it. Is he really? Yeah. Antonio oh, nice. Banderas. Banderas. Oh, I love it. And then one of the, the weird sisters, Taddy Gabrielle, the actress uh, from Sabrina, you know, the, the oh, one she's in it too. Nice. Okay. So I'm like, she, she's she's pretty cool. It might be something <laughs> worthwhile. I, I mean, I'm thinking of this like The Fast and the Furious. Like, yeah. if you watch any of those movies, you're not going in for like cinematic masterpiece or Oscar worthy acting. You're going for fun. And this is like fun Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, which is probably more aimed towards a younger audience, I would yeah. assume. Yeah. And so, I mean, at this point in time, I know even like Gareth was talking about, there has been some uh, issues uh, with people. Well, I mean, the fans out there complaining that, oh, Tom Holland doesn't look like Nathan Drake and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, sure. It doesn't take away from the video games. If you still want to play the video games, they're still out there. This is just a movie that probably isn't the worst video game movie out there. Just be ready for that. I mean, it's not going to be... There's a lot of really bad ones out there, so even if this one's getting 40%, it's usually better than all the other ones. It's pretty high. (laughs) Uh, And something interesting about a lot of the movies that are coming out this week, uh, when I'm looking on Rotten Tomatoes, it says a lot of the next ones came out in 2021. So I'm guessing they came out like on streaming or something. Okay. Or a limited release, and now they're being re-released in theaters. And I mean, now, just the simple fact that like theaters, I mean, they don't, I mean, like they try to release stuff. Movies have been pushed back. Hell, this movie, this Uncharted, has been pushed back multiple times. So it's kind of a weird sort of, maybe you got to see it online beforehand, or like you said, maybe hit a couple of theaters for a short amount of time and they're just bringing it back out. Sometimes these uh, these movies want to get a chance to to be nominated for something, and that yeah. requires having to be in theaters for at least a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie I've never heard of. It's called The Curse, and of course, it's a horror mystery thriller. <laughs> yep. It's really weird because like the little like thumbnail it has for the trailer on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a guy with these like metal like wolf things. And he kind of reminds me of what is that guy from uh, from James Bond, like Iron Mouth or whatever. Oh, you know God. who I'm talking yeah, about, though. Yeah, yeah, That's kind of yeah. what he looks like, but the young, the the son of him in wolf, werewolf version. I want to say Lockjaw, but I don't I think, think it is. That, that. Might... sounds right. Yeah. Let's. Anyways, you guys know. But let me tell you a little bit about this movie. It stars Boyd Holbrook, and that name you might not be too familiar Jaws. with? Jaws! Jaws, Jaws, Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. okay, it was just Jaws. <laughs> uh, but Boyd Holbrook, you would remember him from the movie Logan. He was the bad guy. Oh, okay. Uh, but he looks like he's the main character of this. This is uh, based in the late 1800s. A once peaceful remote country village is now under attack, but by who or what, no one knows. So villagers spread rumors of a cursed land, supernatural forces, and even demonic creatures as the disappearances and killings continue. Pathologist John McBride, which is played by uh, Boyd Holbrook, arrives to investigate the danger only to discover something much deeper and more sinister than he could ever imagine. Ever imagine. So if you like the old school horror movies from like, you know, the 1800s periods, 
this might be for you because it's not it's not getting poorly reviewed as of yet. There's no audience score, but 77 reviews on the tomato meter at 78 percent. And I'll, I'll tell you something right now. There is a movie that came out around this time when it did come out called The Witch, two V's, The Witch, which we like to call it there. And it was a uh, kind of a New England folktale. And it was based in like the 17th century or something. So it's really kind of that sort of uh, uh, interesting aspect had Anya Taylor-Joy in it. And um, didn't have a whole lot of expectations, went to go see it at a screener, and was blown away by it. Mm. So every once in a while, these movies that are super independent horror movies really come out and scare the crap out of you on a really Mm -hmm. good, uh, something along the lines of like a a Blair Witch Project or even a Paranormal Activity, where you can do a lot and get away with a lot of really good horror aspects and not have a huge budget or have a huge release as well. And, I mean, just looking at the poster, it looks like it's going to be a werewolfy esque because of the teeth. That's cool. Like, there's so, not a whole lot of werewolf horror movies out there. I mean, like I said, like, it's getting pretty well reviewed as of now, which is pretty... 78% is a lot for a horror movie in mm-hmm. February. Oh, absolutely. Especially one that came out technically last year. <laughs> uh, another one where I was looking at this, I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to be nerdy. And then I see the genre is comedy, fantasy, horror. Oh. Which that in itself is, um, that, that's a combo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called King Knight. Knight, uh, K-N-I-G-H. All right. Uh, It's getting 76% on the tomato meter with only 34 reviews, so obviously that could change drastically. But it is, the main character is played by Matthew Gray Gubbler, uh, Goobler, Gubbler, but he plays a character named Thorne. And if you don't know who Matthew Gray Gubbler is, he is from Criminal Minds. He's like the nerdy guy. Oh, okay, yeah. So Thorne and Willow, Willow who is played by Angela Serafine, you might have recognized her from Westworld. She was uh, one of the uh, robotic madams. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. You know, brothel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies. Yeah, madam. <laughs> madam, I think, was uh, Maeve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Maeve was the madam, but... Uh... She was a wench, I guess, is a nice way to say it-ish. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Lady of the tavern. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Thorn and Willow appear to have it all as, you know, revered high priest and priestess of a coven of New Age witches. But a secret from Thorn's past throws their lives into turmoil and sends them on a trippy, hilarious adventure. Because even the poster has, like, all the bright neon lights, so I thought maybe this would be, like, a psychedelic, you know, dance movie. Very much, and when I saw horror, I was thinking maybe something along the lines, if you guys remember watching, um, oh, my God, Legion. Oh, yeah. So it's, like, all the funky colors, but then there'd be dance sequences, and it'd be really trippy and mind-bending. <laughs> yeah. Like, even this, the, the thumbnail for this trailer, it's Matthew... Gray Gubbler, Goobler. <laughs> He's got like a third eye, like on his oh. forehead, like a legit third eye. Yeah. So it definitely looks like spiritual, new agey meets some sort of mystery. That's going to mess with your brain. But it's going to be shenanigans. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm in I, for it. I'm here for some weirdness. Okay, cool. Uh, another one that's coming out this weekend. Call it. I'm only bringing some of these up. I've never heard of them, but because they're getting pretty well reviewed. Okay. So one called A Banquet, which is a horror film, seventy percent on the tomato meter with thirty reviews. Uh, the horror. I'm not really too sure of any of the actors, so pretty you know, unfamiliar cast, which mm-hmm. could be good for them. Yeah. Uh, widowed mother Holly is radically tested when her teenage daughter Betsy experiences a profound enlightenment and insists that her body is no longer her own. But in the service of a higher power. No. Bound to her newfound faith, Betsy refuses to eat but loses no weight. And in an 
agonizing dilemma torn between love and fear, Holly is forced to confront the boundaries of her own beliefs. Oh, that's creepy. I like, it sounds, I don't want to say like no one's ever done it before, but it sounds different. Mm-hmm, absolutely, like, I'm sure yeah. there's been variations of this. And I wouldn't know because horror movies. I know, this is, yeah, aren't, aren't, aren't your bag. Aren't my bag, but this, I'm like, okay, points for originality. <laughs> and that's uh, like all the other ones, like uh, February movies. Yeah, the rest are like even the horror, whatever. I mean, or you could just check out uh, Strawberry Mansion, which also came out last year, fantasy adventure, and it looks like all kinds of craziness with mice and actors we don't really know about. Huh? Well, interesting. I'm like, okay. Yeah, right. So let us know if you watch any movies this weekend. I know our buddy Caesar already sent me a message. He has his tickets to see Uncharted. We would love to hear your reviews, so send us a message. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy.